You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right. Hello, hello. It's the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am here with Lindsay Day, founder of Crown Magazine. Very excited to have you on. And we met pretty recently, like what, a few, like a month ago, a few months ago? Yeah, something like that. Before your trip. Yes, before (laughs) my trip to Turkey, which it's actually really interesting. I didn't realize that women in Turkey have like Afro textured hair. A lot of them do. A lot of them straighten it and dye it blonde because it's always that thing like you want what you can't have. But I was surprised by the like number of Afros I saw there. Oh my gosh, that's Isn't really that cool. Weird? I mean, I guess it shouldn't be that surprising because we're everywhere. But <laughs> I know, no, but like but, they had like white, like they were white. I guess Turkish chiefs are considered white. Yeah, and right. they had like really kinky textured hair. Well, I don't know enough history, but I feel yeah. like you know we're mixed in. in there. We're mixed in everywhere. <laughs> so you you launched Crown how many years ago? Um, we launched with a zine at um, a music festival okay. almost two years ago. Oh, amazing. Um, and so we had our first zine that we went out and we're like, hey, guys, we're crowned. Yes. You know, we um, used that to build up our Instagram following and okay. our email list so okay. that we could kind of keep in touch and really learn even more our reader and, yes. our, you know, who was going to be our customer. Yes. Um, and we use it to drive pre-sales and then launched our first issue last year. Oh, amazing. And Crown is like a natural hair. It's a li- For me, it's a lifestyle magazine yeah, where the yeah, women yeah. happen to have natural hair. I right. don't see it as like a natural hair magazine, but yeah, how would you like, describe it? It's positioned around hair. Mm-hmm. We all have hair. Or if we don't, we have a relationship to, to yes. it in some way. Yes. You know, if we wear weaves, we got hair underneath that we care for. Mm-hmm. So... It's just one of those things, you know, there's a million statistics that talk about how we over-index in terms of beauty and all yep. those things. So, um, you know, it just seemed like a natural touch point. It's something that, you know, you share hair care tips and things with yes. your friends and yes. your family. Um, but then it also is politicized, whether mm-hmm. we want it to be or not. Yep. And so it, we thought it would be the perfect starting point for a cultural, lifestyle-driven um, just a conversation starter and something premium that we can flip through and share with yes. our friends and have deep conversations, yes. but not have it be so heavy all the time. Absolutely. It's heavy out there. Oh my God. Yes. It's, it's definitely a heavy yeah. time. I think though, to have something physical, like I grew up reading magazines, collecting magazines. I love print. Like mm-hmm. I love print magazines mm-hmm. and now everything's mm-hmm. so digital. And then when you get something like crown in your hands and you flip through it, you're like, Oh, I've been so starved for 
this experience yeah. of flipping through like a beautiful magazine with like image after image. Right. I definitely felt starved my whole life. Like yeah. flipping through things. I always loved magazines too. Yes. And I remember, you know, I had a neighbor that lived next door who had like a, left a huge stack of magazines out front and I, in the recycling bins back yeah. in the days they had those. Um, and I like, rem- I just remember pulling them all in like YN and Teen Vogue yes, and yes. 17 and all of oh these my different God. Yep. things. And, you know, I enjoyed them for sure. And I always remember seeing Julia Roberts over and over and over, like every year. Because she would put out like years worth. Yes. Julia was in everything. I love her. Yes. Um, But that being said, I think you almost, it becomes normal to flip through things and not see anything that really represents you. Or tips that are for your skin type or Mm -hmm. tone or, um, you know, obviously hair type and texture or they're giving you tips, and it's, it's like obviously not her natural hair, but they're acting like it like is. Like they, yeah, they pretend like and it is. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's just all of those things. Um, and so we thought it would be particularly just interesting. <laughs> like, you know, the majority of the women in our magazine, ha- it, it is their actual natural hair. Like, we're definitely not anti-weave. Like, right. we all have right. Right. dress up. Yes. We all, you know, you know, protective styles. Yes. All of these yes. things are part of the culture. Yes. So we... We also, that's part of it too. We didn't want to be like the team natural. Like, yes. Again, it's more lifestyle than like, you have to live this way or you're not in, in crowd. Yes. You know, like there that's strange There is such a strange, divisive, and I was really shocked when I encountered it when I first went natural, all of this like team natural, like these natural commandments mm-hmm. of like what is and wasn't, isn't natural and what's the right way to be natural. Right. And some people felt like even if you were fully natural and you never did protective styles and you never added hair, but you flat ironed or like blew out your hair that you weren't natural. And I'm like, what? Right. That I'm just like, I'm not the natural police. I don't think anyone wants to be the natural police. Well, maybe I guess some people do. Um, But I just think it's, it's again, bigger than hair. Yes. Uh, We created this to create a crown to address you know, really the whole black woman mm-hmm. and to celebrate black women. Yes. And, and that's why the name is perfect also. Like, I love the name Crown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, we're royal. So. Yes. <laughs> it's only, it's only fitting. I love that. And another thing that I really appreciate is a lot of the natural hair aesthetic that I've seen is very like hippie granola, like, hmm. or, or it's like mother Africa, like very like, you know, tribal right. prints and like turbans. And, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> Okay, and like, it's like I can't what about it's just like a fly style and like I just think that like my twist out looks great and right. I'm a modern woman not like living in the woods somewhere, you know? Like, <laughs> I like that it's it's grounded in reality because for so long the images that I saw of women with natural hair were like, they just felt very specific to a certain type of woman that I didn't identify mm, with. Interesting. Yeah. Like, hmm, that's very interesting. I mean, I think even the idea of, quote, natural hair – is like a funny, like I like that you, you know, Afro hair, a lot of times yeah. in Europe, that's yeah. what they call it. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of more accurate or, or textured hair textured or whatever. Textured hair, yeah. But I don't know, natural, again, I feel like it can be that like divisive, like, I don't know. Like I feel like we use it because it's the kind of what everyone kind of understands at this right. point. Right, right. But at the same time, it's like, what is natural? Like, I don't use 100% natural products on right. my whole body. You I know guess, what I mean? Yes. I'm not vegan. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. Yeah. That's the other side I don't of know. it. Yeah. Like, there, I mean, I think it's cool that there's, and we were talking about this before, mm-hmm. just, like, that there's this 
um, you know, kind of people who go on this quote natural hair journey. Yeah. You do start to question what's in your products yeah. and like what's going into your skin. What are you eating? And I think that's definitely positive. Oh my gosh, definitely. That's that's when I kind of had my awakening. Right. So talk to me about your natural hair journey. And for me, I guess I should qualify. When I say natural hair, I just mean like no relaxer. That's right, like, right, that's right. Literally it. <laughs> so have you been natural your whole life? Like have you always worn your hair as it grew out of your head? Um, I definitely had a relaxer moment. I think in like maybe junior high, maybe maybe okay. it was high school. Because okay. I um I don't know. It was always the coming of age moment was getting your hair, um, not even relaxed, but getting it straightened. Straightened, Yeah. And I just remember always wanting to like straighten my hair and like, I just felt like, you know, a grown woman or something when I had the the hair flowing. Yes. And you know, I I haven't straightened in a minute, but I'm not like against it. It just, it's actually funny. It feels less like me now. Yeah. Like, for, I strained my hair for probably a good decade straight, like oh, all wow. through college, like all through high school. Yeah. You would not find me with any kind of a curl. But I think it was, you know, there's a lot of pressures that come when dealing with hair as a mm-hmm. black woman. Whatever shade you are, whatever hair texture yeah. you are, there's like a definitely different, could be different sets of pressures. Yes. Um, but I think they're from the same force. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so I felt like one, there weren't really products. So it was like straightening oh gosh, it was yeah. just easy. Yeah. Put a little oil on exactly. it and go, exactly. you know, exactly. like once you have it straightened, you could just throw in a ponytail or whatever I kind of right. did. Um, so it was just kind of the norm. I felt like all black girls just straightened your hair. So or got like, braids or right. just did something so you didn't have to deal with something it. Yeah. To make it more, more quote manageable. Yes. You know, yes. and then once, I mean, now you... Like, there was a time where you couldn't find natural hair products in Target. Mm-hmm. And now there's so many you don't even know how to pick. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I so, know. So that transition definitely was part of me being like, okay, maybe I'll try this curly yeah. hair thing. Yes. You know? And where did you um, grow up? Like, where did where were you for high school? Um, high school, I was in Sacramento. That's where I was Sacramento. Born and okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I and had I went to L.A. after that for college. Okay. So I'm going to focus on high school because I feel like those <laughs> are very, like, kind of defining years in terms of, like figuring out your beauty. I mean, you make a lot of mistakes in high school. Oh, gosh. Like, the bangs, which were the reason for the relaxing. Oh, Like, gosh. why did you do it? Don't <laughs> do things. it. <laughs> I know. I feel like everyone has bangs at some point that they end up growing out. But okay. um, Amelia, who is one of my guests, she's from Sacramento, and she went to oh. a super diverse, like, she said that there was no, like, it was majority minority at the high school she went to in Sacramento, mm. to all different types of people. Did you grow up in a very, like, racially diverse school did you feel like there were girls that looked like you around yeah I feel like my elementary school experience was very diverse and I ended up kind of going to a lot of different places like I was in a Christian school at first and then kind of you know some financial reasons but my we ended up my mom was really big on education and she I think at that time we were pretty young and she didn't want to put us in public school Mm -hmm. and so she homeschooled us for like two and a half years okay so that was a really interesting experience um just in general. Yeah. More on that. What is know, it like having your mom as a teacher? Um, it was actually pretty pretty amazing. I'd have yeah. to say. I think Kudos to her. Like, <laughs> I know. I can't even imagine. Well, when I went back to school, like, she, and again, she was very involved. Mm-hmm. So she was, like, requesting extra work from me because I'd be done <laughs> too fast. You know, so I think yeah. the one-on-one and yeah. just the relationship building with her and, like, she was always hustling. So I think, you know, she was a salesperson and I would be at, you know, in the office 
where she's like taking a yeah. meeting, I'd be in there doing me and my brother doing homework. So mm-hmm. I feel like in a lot of ways it it shapes how I live life now. Yeah. Like I seeing that example yeah, seeing of the example. having that drive and ambition for and, sure. Yeah. And I mean my dad always worked, but she would always have like something her she definitely was focused on raising us, but there would always be like a, a side hustle. Like a side hustle. That's yeah. awesome. Side hustle. That's awesome. She was a side hustle queen. You know, high school myself and now my still best friend like yeah. we we became best friends in high school we're the only two black girls in our class what and yeah. how many people were in the class um it was a small school so it was only like 115 or something like that's that that's to be two but, out of 115 yeah. is insane it was insane i thought i had it bad i was like there was like four out of like 50 and i oh thought that gosh. was like nothing i mean that's probably about the same like ratio, ratio yeah <laughs> well no i mean you were literally like two percent of the yeah so you and the one other black girl and yeah. did wow so that must have definitely shaped or at least you probably heard a lot of unsolicited opinions about black hair and annoying questions about oh it and M- many annoying questions things being called ghetto all the time yeah. it used it to be black acceptable related, you you know? I remember in high school people saying the term ghetto and it was like a, an accepted I was always rolling my eyes but yeah. I I think I just was always I've I've realized about myself I live in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like in junior high I was like okay I'm gonna go to high school and do X Y Z or okay. you know even yeah. in sixth grade I remember being my being like knowing who the teachers were in the junior high and like oh, having okay. I don't know always so, future focused. Yeah, like I was very much like this does not define me. Yeah. This experience like. I was very frustrated, but having Ngazi is, is my best friend's name, having her and us being able to support each other through that was everything. So yeah. just the sisterhood. It was mm-hmm. like, I literally remember walking into orientation and seeing her and we just like looked at each other <laughs> with like a look and you never know, sometimes it goes south, I but know. it was like, it was just like, like, we just clicked immediately. immediately. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we just felt very underestimated, I think mm. the whole time, um, and then we went off to college, and it's like, you know, the acceptance letters come and all the stuff, and people are like, oh, you're going there? Oh, oh my gosh. You know, and well, just being constantly, like, yes. looked at as though you're, you're less than. Of course. And and for me, the, the biggest thing that I know was whispered about mm-hmm. sometimes unsuccessfully behind my back, because I would hear this, is, oh, well, you got into Stanford, but of course, like, they need diversity, so. Mm-hmm. And it's right. like, oh, okay, let's right. pretend, like, I haven't been getting straight A's, and I didn't, like, like my whole life. kill myself for the SATs, and, like, right. you know, right. so, and, of course, now Trump is trying to nix affirmative action, which is just oh so upsetting. I can't. I can't even. I know. I really can't. Let's not bring the podcast down. <laughs> I know. Let's not bring it down, because there's just, Ugh. like, yeah. Yeah, but, it's again, rough. I think all of those experiences were very much you know, they're just defining moments of why sisterhood is so important to Mm -hmm. me and like true sisterhood because I've had such wonderful people in my life who honestly, if it was just, was just me in high school. Yeah. I don't know if I would have gotten through it in the same way. Interesting. You know, like I'm a strong person, but it was just so frustrating. Like there were just these moments of like, not to again, (laughs) take it to a negative place, but we all are, we all face it in various mm-hmm. ways, but I think the difference was in high school not knowing. So you're like, oh, maybe I'm overreacting, or you know, when you're coming yeah. into yourself, yeah, you don't understand. You just want to see the best, yes, and you're not always as honest. And these days, I'm like, all right, 
Right. I know what it is. Right. And, and you don't I'm going to channel this energy into something that I believe is yeah. positive and yeah. uplifting and empowering beyond like a black girl magic hashtag and moving on. But like yeah. empowering in a way that it's information, it's yes. representation, it's actually connecting you to brands that are black owned. It's yes. Connecting you to spaces that are you know, black focus that you can feel at peace because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like, it's very hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe here in New York or certain places, it's a little bit easier, but yeah, it can be really hard to find your, your tribe. Your tribe. It's really interesting hearing you talk because it's sort of like I'm connecting the dots between you stealing that stuff, not stealing, taking that stack <laughs> of magazines in the recycling bin, yeah. right? <laughs> and then, you know, developing a love for magazines, but not feeling like there was that representation. And then, as you said, like why you value sisterhood so much because of mm. the experience with your best friend that became like your only, you know, like true, the person probably that you could talk to about everything right. and that you could relate to. It like all had to happen for Crown to be created in a way. Right. No, it's yeah. true. Like, like when you ask, you know, how long yeah. have you been working on Crown? It it's like feels, my whole life. Right. Yeah. You know, from my career in the music industry, which is where I first started yeah. out to you know, working in women's empowerment and starting my own platform, freelancing, like all Mm -hmm. of these little pieces along the way, I think just really either frustrated me and I had to channel it somewhere or it was, it was a challenge to, to do better, you know? And I think, you know, when you watch something like a Selma, you realize our leaders were our age. You know? I know, I know. It's <laughs> like, so true. You know, they it's weren't so true. Sixty-year-old men and women. They were right. in their thirties, and they believed, and they that's stood so up true. Things, yeah, you know, you don't and think about that. I mean, I until you said that, I, it's not something that I really think about. Right. And I would love to know your thoughts on this because I think that in the natural hair community, people are very vocal about, and I'm not. 100% sure on all the exact hair types, but like 4C, 4B, kinkier type textured hair. And I think that people that assume that have your textured hair, like kind of looser curls, mm-hmm. that like you guys have it easy. You have quote unquote good hair. Oh, yeah. And like, Those I know so it's horrible. I mean, it's horrible, <laughs> yeah. but I'm sure people look at you and maybe even like dismiss your hair journey as like, oh, well you've got like nice loose curls. Like what do you have to worry about? It's yeah. almost like I at least feel like there's some sort of, uh, there is a negative backlash to hearing stories from women that have a looser hair mm-hmm. texture as if there's even like room to stratify. Like we're all going through the same thing, but do you feel any of that um, from people? Funny enough, I feel like the most I've felt from it was my own internal ah, like demons interesting. <laughs> from like, interesting. you know, probably from childhood from, yeah. you know, uh, beauty shop experiences mm-hmm. of like, maybe getting attention but not understanding what that attention meant right. or like so, so not me, wanting to feel separated from my my sisters or my yeah, mother who or had kinkier hair right yeah and so I tell think, me tell me about the beauty shop experiences was it like that they would just see your hair and be like oh it's so pretty I don't know it was just I was always very shy and I'm mm-hmm. actually a natural introvert okay. so I didn't I'm not like someone who enjoys a lot of attention yeah, yeah. if that makes sense so Uh, And I also never understood why, like, I saw my, you know, people with kinkier hair textures than myself. And by the way, the 4C, all that stuff, like, I really don't enjoy that because I feel like it's an actual grading system, which is like, I don't know, I find it to be a little bit. 
Like, I understand. It can be helpful for finding products for finding and products. tutorials for people that have similar hair texture yeah. to you. But I've seen, I've seen, you know, other systems, like, that refer to it as kinky and coily and curly. Right. And I think they're, you know, texture-wise, there's so many similarities between, you know, yeah. between various textures that it's not so necessary to... Yeah, always break it down in yeah, such a, a way. It's a little And to be much. honest, I never can figure out what mine really is. I know. Every diagram is different. Yeah, all the I'm diagrams like, are different. I don't different. know, yeah. I think. I don't know. Yeah. But I think for me, a big part of my hair journey was, you know, with my mom. And she has, you know, I don't know what texture, probably 4C, I would yeah. think. You know, higher 4s, if you yeah. wanted to so call like it that. So like a kinkier she texture. Has a yeah. texture. And so... You know, kind of going through our hair journeys together, she was clueless about my hair. Right. She was she right. relaxed her hair. So just uh, the rules of the game are so different. She's yes. like taking what like if if it's raining, she's yeah. putting a, you know yeah, something course, on her head. And then of course, you know when I had straight hair, I was doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So you know it's just interesting because there's dynamics, but there's definitely differences. Mm-hmm. And I have a mom who's very straight to the point, so she yeah. would be like, "Girl, I ain't got that wash and wear hair like you," you know. <laughs> But and we had that relationship, yeah. but it's it was so cool for me to see her transition. Okay, um, when did your mom transition? She transitioned. Ooh, it's probably been almost a decade now. Oh, wow. Maybe not quite that long. Um, but she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, okay. And so, um, thank God she caught it early. And Amazing. Good. She did have a double mastectomy, and okay. it was like you know very intense Tough. time yeah. for sure. Um, she just finished all of her medications. Oh, I'm so happy. Like good. I'm so happy to yeah, hear. Yeah. Um, but for her, it was a lifestyle change, mm-hmm. kind of like we were talking yeah. about before. It was like she cut sugar out of her diet. Yeah. She was like, why am I putting relaxer in my yeah. hair? Yeah. She started Take running. Anything toxic. She did yeah. a marathon. And I think she was 60 or oh my 61, God. you know. And so for me, it really, like you said, it tied it back to the fact that, wow, this is bigger than just hair. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is, like, I just saw my mother change into a new person. Yeah. And become so much more healthy and so mm-hmm. much more energetic and aware. Yeah. yeah, just aware, and she's, you know, happy, and yeah. I mean, not that she wasn't always happy, no, but, but it was just very cool to see, but then it also, I think, in a lot of ways, raised the fact that there are differences. My hair, when I, quote, transitioned, it was kind of a little wavy, weird yeah. looking. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite, but it right. wasn't like, I'm going to go somewhere, and someone's going to say, you can't get a job, you know, right? which is reality. Like, my mother, when she first had her teeny weeny afro, mm-hmm. she felt very I don't want to use the word insecure about it but there are inherent insecurities being yes a black woman in America and like being perceived and you know seeing yourself in a different light and having Mm -hmm. even family members make comments and yes the people who are closest to you aren't always the most supportive and so it's really interesting that you raise that especially about if an afro is professional because I think some of it at least that I've observed comes from even within the black community or it's self-internalized rather Mm -hmm. than non-black like basically white people actually having a problem with it because Mm -hmm. at least in my experience most and this is just what they say outwardly, but I, most white people that comment on my hair are like, oh, I love your curly hair. I love your... I don't think that there's necessarily a problem with it, but I think that from, like, centuries of, you know, being denied opportunities or the whole idea that the Harlem Renaissance and, like, the new Negro and why Madam C.J. Walker became the millionaire that she became was because it was this idea that assimilating into whiteness was mm-hmm. your pathway to success. And I think that has kind of remained in our culture for some time and I think it's starting to change but I do think that 
a lot of it is. Well, it was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely no, that was, was. Yeah. No. It and was. I mean, I still have family members on the older side who would never think about. Like, right. They're looking at us like, okay, you could run around with your hair looking right, like that right, if you want to. Right. You right. Know? And I don't even fault them for that because, yeah, it's just a totally different reality. Yeah. I mean, it being closer to whiteness is closer to providing for your family. Yes. It's closer to staying alive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, and being able to just exist is a um, is a phenomenon that we are just now kind of experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and I think some of the biggest things, like to your question about the journey overall, is some of the the biggest struggles that we we deal with now. I mean, of course, there's still the outward expressions mm-hmm. of hate that we're experiencing currently. Yep. But for people who maybe don't live in the South or don't see mm-hmm. those outward expressions every single day in such an extreme way, there's that mental enslavement in a sense. Yes. Of, like, I almost didn't start Crown Magazine. Really? Because <laughs> like, I was just like, uh, like, what are they going to oh think if they see me? Or like, you know, I've had people make comments like, um, but you're mixed or, you know, I really? could teach you something about natural hair. And really? Yeah, for sure. And have those um, comments come from women of color? Um, they have. And mm. I don't, it's not something that it's I, hurtful. I talk or speak on very frequently. Because there's so much positivity and love, so you don't yeah. want to, but it's, it's part it's of your like, story. It's part of the story, but I think for me, I, I understand where these misconceptions come from or where the anger really comes from. Um, and like the feeling of, you know, so often it seems, I mean, it's true. Light skinned girls with curly hair so often splashed all over everything. And it's like, we, you know, it's, it's just as black women, we feel like we don't have much of anything. And Mm -hmm. then when we get something, it's like, taken away or appropriated like the shame the shame moisture debacle yeah yeah so it's just I I understand a whole wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. you know but I think when I went out that first day with that zine I was like oh my gosh are people gonna you know I had so much insecurity around like what are people gonna think are they gonna look at me crazy and Mm. honestly the first day no everybody just met me with love yeah it was just like yeah Love, excitement. I think they saw that it was something that was created out of love. Yes, yes. And so they received it yes. in a particular way. Yes. And after that, it was like, you know what? My little insecurities, my hair issues, none of that really matters. Mm-hmm. And this is so much bigger than me or any of those things. Yes. That it's just like, okay, if somebody makes a random comment. Yeah. And I understand where it comes from Mm -hmm. because we were enslaved as a people and we've been psychologically psychologically damaged as a people, you know, including myself. Like, um, you know, it's it's like you just kind of have to just for me, it's like I don't have the time to sit and talk to some some crazy white supremacist about. Yeah, understanding anything I'm doing exactly, but I do have the time for my people to mm-hmm. to just be like, "Girl, sis, you're beautiful." Yes, yes. you know, yeah. they might. I don't know. It's like if somebody doesn't understand where it's coming from, hopefully they'll follow along. Yes, and see, they're probably in know. a dark place themselves and no, projecting that. Yeah. I, I I think because I think that to 
to question your credibility or even blackness because you are of mixed race is just, I think it's, um, I think it's coming from a place of like hurt. And I don't think it's, I don't, I don't know if it, it's, you're very forgiving to dismiss it as like, it's fine. You know, you meet it with love, but I think that as a community, we need to talk about it more openly so that people do understand that it is shameful to also criticize women who have like a looser curl. Like we don't have time within our small community to like criticize and tear each other down. Like we're all dealing with the same things to varying degrees and there are differences and those differences should be celebrated. But I have noticed a bit too much negativity towards women with like a looser curl texture, which just feels crazy. Like it feels crazy. Yeah, I I just agree with what you said in terms of if we have a, any sort of fighting chance yeah. to like do away with any of this craziness, yeah. it does start with us. It like, does absolutely with anything. If I'm mad at somebody, yeah. it still starts with me. Mm-hmm. Like go I have to yeah. figure out my situation, or I'm giving power to that person. Yes. So, um, you know, I think that's for sure true. But I I just. I understand because we're yeah. all dealing with yeah. this craziness. It's true. You it's know? true. It's definitely true. And it's it's just, um, I don't know. I just, I wish there was a world, and this is why I work on Crown, that celebrated our diversity mm-hmm. in in a broader way. And even, like, nobody can fully understand someone else's right. human experience. Exactly. But I can still love you, see yes. beauty in all of us. Yes. Um, and really work I've dedicated my at least these last two and yes. a half years yes. to creating something that I think needs to be here. Yes. Um and that is beautiful and that we can feel proud of. It doesn't look like it's like from the eighties, oh you know God. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. In terms of having images of people that look like you growing up, like for me I always talk about Naomi Campbell and Destiny's Child and mm-hmm. how oh like gosh. revolutionary it was seeing them. Do you mm-hmm. have what were your like first memories of seeing women who looked like you? Man, definitely Definitely Destiny's, Destiny's Child, Child yeah. was a moment for me. Yeah. Like, I remember when that came out. I think it was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Back to this freshman year. Yes. And I just remember seeing them and then writings on the wall. And I was just like, uh, I love them. Yeah. And I still love, obviously, yeah. Beyonce to this day. But, and I think it's just one of those things where you feel, you felt like you, like, knew her yes. before anything. Yes, and she yes. just makes everyone feel that way. I you know. know? Um, I don't trust people that don't like Beyonce. I know, like, like how is trust this possible? You. Yeah. Um, who else? I don't know. I mean, sadly, there's a lot of tragic mulatto stories, so that was unfortunate. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, who? No, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm a nerd, so just school stuff. Okay. Or like, you know, yeah. projects. It was always, like, some strange something, and you're like, oh, gosh, don't oh look gosh. at me. Especially, like, in high school when yeah. it was all white. Yeah. If anytime something black came up, it would be like, like everybody looks at me, you know. Anyone oh, have a comment on this? Anyone want to share oh, their gosh. thoughts? Oh, gosh, I won't even share the experiences there. Um, Man, Destiny Shaw was a Big one. one. It's a big one. Isn't it really exciting, though, to think about the young girl who is in a predominantly white high school who gets an issue of Crown? You know? That makes me happy. But even just just that moment, like, on a Saturday afternoon, like, flipping through that magazine or putting a picture up on her wall, like, just to have that representation is so powerful. And sometimes it's minimized, like, okay, you know, you're not represented in fashion magazines. It seems like a trivial thing. But it's it's huge. But it is. It, It is huge. And... Two, I think it's like we have hair 
all over the place, mm-hmm. you know, and like the subjects or the people in the photos, yeah. the hair is there, but sometimes the subject matter is just about an entrepreneur mm-hmm. or about wealth building in our community yes. or the fact that we spend so much money on beauty, but we own so little of the industry. Right. Um, and so for me, the fact that you can flip through and see all of these people, mm-hmm. most of them are not celebs. Right. They're, They're regular, regular old people, yeah. you know, who have probably some really cool jobs or yeah. like have some yeah. really cool experiences. But one of the things that has really inspired my career is, is like, what if I had known of all of these like hundreds of entrepreneurs when I was a, a little girl? Like mm. I probably would have started seen, sooner. Yeah, had been more, an entrepreneur yeah. younger yeah. or um, at least dabbled in it. And I think that's the thing that really excites me, especially yeah. with the youngins is like just the fact that they could pick up their phone and go on Instagram yes. and like it, we tag everyone. So yes. like you could go follow those people yes. and meet them in real life. Yeah. You know, no, like it wouldn't amazing. be that hard find where they're speaking or whatever yes. the case may be. Yeah. Um, and I think that element of it is really exciting to me because it's, it's beyond just the, like the tips or right. The model the in the magazine. Or it's like, like, this oh is my a gosh, real person. person will yeah. never see in real life. Yes. But like, I think the power is, again, in sisterhood and being able to share our experiences so that this girl who's 12 or 13, when she's our age, she's Mm -hmm. already had, like, years and years of role models and, you know, of examples. Just, and and I mean, we're part in, like, this renaissance right now. Mm -hmm. We have Atlanta. We have Insecure. Oh, Oh my gosh. Insecure is killing me right now. Can we talk about Insecure? So, I know. Insecure is killing me. Is I I'm fully caught up. Yes. I, does HBO have like a rule that you have to have very explicit sex scenes? Like an because I'm like sometimes I'm not prepared. I'm I just know. like clutching my pearls. Like it was, this last one was a lot the, with those two girls. A lot. It was a lot to <laughs> but, say the least. <laughs> what I love about Issa is she is this beautiful woman. She's like low. Like I feel like now to her beauty's really blossomed, but mm. it's like she's like low key beautiful. Right. She downplays it. She downplays it. I'm like you're it. not full enough. Exactly. <laughs> but I love the innovation. Like with her own natural hair, she always has a different style. Mm-hmm. She's always doing something. Alicia beautiful. Leatherwood. She's amazing. Oh, is she? Is she, yeah. is she her hairstylist? Um. Yeah. I think she does pretty much all of. I mean, most if not all of her style. Felicia. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, am I even in it? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Okay. Your curl back then. Um, so one of the things I love about Issa is that she does so many different like natural hairstyles, and I feel mm-hmm. like makes it makes it like this high glamour fashion statement. Right. And I wish actually more women went natural on the red carpet because you don't see it that often. There's like yeah, Lupita, Janelle Monet, right? Um, not many others. I'm trying to think. Oh gosh, that's yeah. really hard. I mean, there's. I feel like some people do sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Like when Viola Davis went natural, yeah, that I was loved, like a moment. Oh my gosh, I love that look on her. I know. She, it the, was so that good. was like the best that she and looked. the color. Yes, it was so good. It was really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess you know, of course, like Solange. But, of course. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it is rare. I wish it was more. Let's talk about. Do you want to start? <laughs> do you want to start with the? Do you want to start with the natural products that you love or? Or not natural um, products, just the, oh, the beauty like, products that you love, or do you want to start with like the beauty trends that you think just need to die? Do do we want to start positive or negative? Oh gosh, I guess we could start negative and then end on a positive. Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, what are the beauty trends that you think just need to go away forever? Oh man, just the like 
super over the top makeup. Yes. Yeah, and I, I don't know if that's yeah. like the Kardashian vibes yeah. or like whatever. I mean, clearly I'm more inclined to natural look. Yeah. Like, but I love makeup. Like yeah. I'm a girly girl. I'm yes. always playing yes. makeup. Yes. I love eyeliner yeah. and all the different things. But I also feel like I want to see people's skin. Yes. <laughs> you know, like it's okay to have a couple of, yeah. you know, You don't need to be contoured. Yeah, all the contouring. I know. It's really And then insane. like the... The brows with like the shade of fading in, the like, like gradient the, eyebrow. Right? Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's bizarre. Like, no, don't do it. I, you know what? I think <laughs> that I think that this is a trend that is really on its way out because I think all of the like influencers and tastemakers have come out so vehemently against this that I think it's just a matter of time until it. Yeah, I hope so. Trickles down. I hope so. Any other <laughs> trends that you really don't like? Um, I mean, I guess this is along the same lines, but just the. Like, the fact that you could, I mean, I'm, here's the Kardashian again. Oh, no, she's a Jenner. The fact that you can buy lips and buy a new face and then, yes. like, be the face of beauty. Yes. Wow, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the same kind of in a way, for the first one, but it's just like, oh, gosh. Like, do you guys know what you're, like, right. do you know by purchasing this what you're supporting? Yes. It's like you get yeah. all of these, cos- it would be one thing if, if Kylie was the face of cosmetic surgery. That would make sense. But yeah, it's like you right. do the, all of these like cosmetic enhancements and then you sell makeup. To look exotic. Right. And then you sell makeup and you do really, really well. And it's yeah, like... Yeah, they kill it. You know, and it, it's like <laughs> we, you put our lips on your face. <laughs> you know what I mean? For, in, in essence. Yeah. And it's just very insulting, I, I feel. Like, I feel insulted by what they do. So are like, I am triggered I by... I mean, perhaps if they didn't use black men as, like, like a... Like, yes. it's a new dog in yes. the, in the yes. little yes. Um, handbag. It's a mom. Yes. Um, so, yeah, there, there was basically a BuzzFeed article about um, why black China is actually kind of amazing because <laughs> she is a black woman. She will be the first black woman to directly profit from the Kardashians. Like she's having the only Kardashian, like no, they, she has the own, her son's last name is Kardashian. The rest of them won't, won't like carry on that name. And as messy as black China is, she is a black woman. Like they have profited off of blackness their entire career. Right. So now to see a black woman, profit off of the Kardashians is kind of like a full circle karmic <laughs> moment like just a foolery <laughs> I know but but, but no, at I'm least she's at least she's cashing in in some it way it definitely you know? feels good in some exactly. some strange way I don't know how much I would want to carry on the Kardashian name right. <laughs> that's another story. right but if it will get her paid then you know at least there's like at least one black person in all of this that's like benefiting because yeah they just continue to like use blackness to seem cool and relevant right. without ever wanting to stand up for I just worry about the babies all the babies involved I'm just like this, these four babies just being they don't have a chance I know like, I know but I'm sure they're loved and hopefully yes none of my business I know <laughs> it's not my business I guess any other beauty <laughs> trends that you really don't like um other beauty trends well this is not necessarily a beauty trend but it's something that you and I talked about when we first met just Hashtag black girl magic. Mm, yeah. Like I'm just, I just, I don't <laughs> need. Me. I don't need it anymore. I think, I think we talked about this. Like it had its moment, maybe yeah. like two years ago. 
right. a year ago like, it was still acceptable, I feel like. You know, if people use the black girl magic hashtag, do your thing. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's like that nice little, you know, sums it up at the end kind of thing. Yes. But I think it just has been become like an easy way for people who have no understanding of our culture yes. to join into a conversation yes. or sell us things or whatever. Yes. But without really yes. understanding what that means or why it's so important to us or yes i don't know it just makes it easy to just put black girl magic in the title of something and then yes like when when journalists use it it feels so lazy it does feel lazy when people marketing products to us use it it feels so lazy it's just it's not i think it can be retired right like as part of our style guide like especially with the blog and stuff i'm like no no black black girl magic no on fleek you know oh gosh the on fleek the Slay this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know. This is going to be the episode title. I'm going to be like, Lindsay is slaying. Black Girl Magic <laughs> on Fleet. Oh. Like, what did I... I saw a cover. It's on newsstands now. I don't know. Oh some God. magazine. But it was just like, slaying the confidence game. And it was oh. like, some mainstream magazine. I'm just like, who talks like this? You know no what one. I mean? No one talks like this. Yeah. And by the time it's it's like that, I'm I'm kind of done. Like, yeah, I was true. never really saying slay because it sounds, I don't know, it makes me feel like I'm old if I say that. <laughs> like, dude, I don't feel like the kids really say slay. Yeah. <laughs> by the time we would say it, I feel like it's old. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's true. It's true. It's true. So, yeah. Un, un, slightly unrelated yes. to beauty, but I'll definitely say I can, yeah, I can retire the black girl magic. But not the the black no. girl magic is here exactly. But we don't need to call it out in such a way like in we already it. know. Yes, it's been here for it's been since here. we've been here. Yes, you know. Yes, very well so. said. Okay, tell me about the products or beauty trends that you really love. Mm. Products and beauty trends I love. I just love that people are just creating. Like yes. that's the one really really cool thing is just. People are like, I want to have a non-toxic nail polish, and they're yes. just making it. And they it. make it, yeah. Or I want, you know, this product to do X, Y, Z, and they're creating it. And yeah. I think that's really beautiful. Or even, you know, beyond products, but just, you know, we've talked about various yeah. ventures yeah. and things and yeah. ideas and um, podcasts and, yeah. you know, all of the ways that we're really um, just sharing our thoughts, our opinions, yeah. shaping culture, exactly. you know? Exactly. Like, it's truly shaping the way brands are responding to yeah. us, the way um, industries are behaving, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and beyond just like oh beauty, it's like, I mean, every woman to me should be able to walk in and find a shade of makeup. Like it shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't get a pack on a pat on your back for being inclusive. Yes. Like should be we are minimum. all colors of the rainbow, and there yeah. should be all yeah. things available. Like yes. it should just be a thing. So. Yeah. I mean, as much as that irks me that people use that as, like, a sales tool, I'm very happy that we're seeing more options. Like, I remember, you know, decades ago at this point, my mom searching for colors and, like, even my skin tone, you know, I'm lighter, but I'm yellow. Right. It's it's hard to find something. Yeah, no, absolutely. um, It's just, like, this has been a complaint for so long before I even wore any makeup yeah, you know? I know so definitely it's just like come on but yes. I'm, I'm really happy that it, it's yes. happening yes and that we're carving out our yes stay creating for ourselves yes beyond you know beyond just being like oh okay you know this brand has it so I can buy it now mm-hmm. saying no we should own it yes we yes. should be serving ourselves yes you know and I think that we are the first generation of consumers to be as mindful as we are as 
about the creators and who yeah. are they and what's their story and how well, did they come are, to this product? Yeah. Yeah, things are so transparent now. Yes. Yeah. And then with social media, there's less barrier to entry. Yes. You know, like my mom could have, you know, she had a zillion side hustles. Yeah. She could have thought to create something, but it's right. like there wasn't a square space where you could just yes. put up a website really yes. fast or Instagram yes. where you could just, you know. Right. So all of those tools, I feel like, have empowered this generation mm-hmm. to really be like. That's true. You it know is, what? It's a great time. I feel yeah. like to be a creator, to be a black woman, mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. It's 2017 is tough. It's tough as times are right now, and as tough as the year has been yeah. and continues to be. There's also something really beautiful happening mm-hmm. that just makes me feel like lucky to even be alive. Yeah. No, it's true, and it's like, you know, I'm always careful not, to, you know, because it's like. There are very new things that are happening, mm-hmm. but there's also legacy. And, oh, yes. Yeah. You know, we didn't invent everything. Right. But, yeah. All of these things that yeah. we're building upon. Um, Michaela Angela Davis, is she's just so eloquent in speaking on that yeah. subject matter of just, like, lending her platform. Yes. And, you know, other women lending their platforms and, and really pouring into the people who are coming mm-hmm. up behind them so yeah. that we're not just out here, like, reinventing the wheel blindly. But yes. You know, building like on a legacy. Yeah, there's so so much groundwork has been yes. laid. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Yes, you <laughs> no, know, day to day. But no, but there absolutely sure. there has been. Yeah. Any other beauty trends or products um, that you oh absolutely gosh, I love? I actually have some. Ooh, I, I love when my guests bring. <laughs> um. So this is a a new brand of a friend, a new friend actually too. Um, Hana Hana Beauty, and Ooh. it's a shea balm. Yeah, show it. Shea bomb. Okay. And I love this. She has a bunch of shea products. She just went, she's from, or she's Ghanaian, and she just got back from Ghana. Oh, amazing. And, like, went through the whole process of, like, seeing all of the, everything being sourced and all the mm-hmm. women who are creating it. That's and amazing. I, I think we may have some of the, the behind the scenes on the blog soon. Because I oh, was like, amazing. she was sending it to me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. I'm share it. The, but how natural this, the products are. It's shea butter, cocoa butter, honey, beeswax. And it feels so good. Peppermint like, this is oil. what I have on right now. Usually I'm just like, I just yeah. got it a few weeks ago when she was in town, but oh, amazing. she did a little pop-up, but it, it's, it just feels so good. Yeah. And you know how sometimes you put stuff on and, and then it's sticky and or after the, after it dries, it's dry. Lips, yeah. Like I don't have to like constantly like reapply and reapply and it tastes good, which is amazing. Like, okay. I'll, I'll link to one. that in the show notes. I always like link to the products people. Yeah. This people. is a big one. Anything else that you absolutely love? Um... I'm loving that there. I mentioned it before the non toxic um, yes. nail polish because I love nails. Yes, five. I do five free nail polish. I use um, Ella and Mila. Okay, I haven't heard of that yeah. one. Yeah, which one do you use? Um, I've used Misho Misho Beauty. I might be pronouncing that wrong. M I S C H O. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Um, and then actually, rec- just this weekend, I'm wearing it. Yeah, you have beautiful um, nails. Thank you, girl. I'm you do them, covering you don't do them nail yourself, biter. Do you? These I did myself. Um, I don't know how to do my nails. Really? That's sad. Aww. I don't I know. Mean, I just, it takes too much. <laughs> I'm like entrepreneur life. I'm like, I'm in here figuring it out. <laughs> so, nice. so nice. Thank you. They're, they're usually really short. I'm always biting my nails, but I was like, I, I'm just like, you need it's, to stop. You need to have presentable nails. I know. It's hard. It's a very difficult habit to break. I, I was a nail biter for years yeah but I found keeping them polished all the time yes helps. yes like, if they look nice then I'm like I don't want to I don't want to mess it up, it up you know because then you're like it's more conscious because 
if they're bare, it's like less conscious and I just like, yes. ah, I get stressed out and I bite them. Yes, that's a great tip um, actually. Like if you want to stop biting your nails, just keep them polished all the time. Yeah. And then now that they're long, I'm like, oh, they're so pretty. pretty. They're never this long. This is kind of cool. I yeah. feel like a grown up. Yeah. <laughs> we, were ta- we were talking earlier about how like I always change my hair. I have a different hairstyle like literally once a month. I'm like going to do something totally different. I actually am envious of people that don't change it up so often because it feels like you kind of create a signature look for yourself. Like every time you see Lindsay, you know what you're going to get. Like it's, you know, it becomes like your signature. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, now that I have a a better hairstylist, a great hairstylist, um, it's a lot easier. Yeah. But I don't know. I, again, I really feel like it's laziness. I mean, I could probably seek out (laughs) like different styles more often. I don't know. I just kind of, I, I tend to be very, like, low... Cause, Maintenance. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just... Like, I'm... This is the shortest my hair's been. I feel like I'm going to go shorter because it's, like, even faster to get out of yeah, the house. Yeah. And, like, I don't... I, I think I'm just really starting to enjoy... I had those years of, like, spending hours straightening it and, yeah. like, keep, you know, I'm sweating yeah. and I'm trying yeah. to keep my edges from, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and all yeah. of that that I, like, now just... I kind Life's of too short, the, yeah. Not having to do that. And yeah. like, you know, you're like sweating it out as you're straightening it. I know. It, and then you, you don't work out for Of course, because you don't want to ruin your the time investment that you've spent getting yeah, your hair right. straight. I mean, that's why I, and I love having natural hair. It's an amazing experience. But the time and the time that it takes to care for natural hair and the shop, I think I was actually traumatized by the time you would have to sit in the shop, you know? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> but even if you're doing your natural hair at home, it t- it's time. Mm-hmm. It's if when people tell me like they're going natural because they're like sick of spending time on their hair, I'm like, oh, don't no. do it for that, right? Right. It's about to be a lot more time detangling, and you know, twisting, out twisting and you can't just go to bed. At least I I can't when right. I'm wearing my hair. So for me, like crochet braids, which I just discovered this summer, have been like such a blessing because it means that I can actually take like what I call a hair vacation, mm-hmm. like just a, a break from having to do my hair every single day. And especially when you're on vacation, it's for so nice sure. to be able to just like wake up and not think about it yeah. and how the humidity is going to affect your curl pattern. And, right. But then I've also been thinking about, cause I have like a tapered cut that's pretty short. I'm thinking about maybe if I grow it out to a place where I can at least do a low bun, mm-hmm. then there's less pressure. Cause when your hair is shorter than like low bun length, you have to be, the weather's got to be right. right. It has the products to be, have to be right. right. Like even when it, cause when I first cut it, it was a little bit shorter yeah. and there was no ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and when you don't have that like, fallback, oh when you don't have that there ponytail couple, fallback, you're there like were a few days that were very rough. Yes. Like, very like, Ooh. I know, <laughs> you know, cause like the humidity, like you exactly. said, it's New York crazy humidity. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, I'll look in the mirror and you're just like, oh yeah. my gosh, you're like completely different when, than when I, I left. left yes, when I left, it was looking so good. Right. And now I just caught my reflection and what and has happened? It's just all bad. Yeah. I know. I know. But that's, that's also the fun and the highs and the lows. Right. I mean, it's part of the experience for sure, but it's just another reason you can't be team natural police because it's exactly. like everybody has various concerns yeah. and, you know, works in different environments yeah. and, you know. Like, I, I was speaking to someone, she's a, um, uh, like, a newscaster. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, my hair, you know, sometimes I'll get that, like, oh, my hair's not natural. And I'm yeah. like, girl. Do, do what do you, you need to do. I, I mean, I hope we have natural yeah. hair newscasters mm-hmm. soon. I yeah. haven't really seen any. But That's I also understand that yeah. this is a career choice. Like, sure. that is not. Isn't Oprah natural? 
I think I've heard that she... Yeah. But, I mean, it's always straight anyway, but yeah. 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 But, yeah, like, you know, there's just all of these things and parts of just existing that are, like, people have to do what works for them. Right. I mean, nobody can... Yes. And even Mm -hmm. if you have a weave literally down to the floor, it doesn't mean that you don't love yourself, that you, you know, like, I think there's a lot of that going on, too, with people assuming I mean, I think hair should be fun. It's never been allowed to be fun for us yes but i feel like it wow it, thank you for saying that that's so true like why just put on a weave if you want to go exactly. you know if you feel like you want to swing yeah. and like, exactly like, i don't know i don't think it should be of course there are reasons it's taken so seriously but i think mm-hmm. part of us being able to take it back and to mm-hmm. give others yes. less power is to be able to do what makes us feel great yes you know Yes, I hear that 100%. I feel like, was it Erica Badu? She said something to the effect of, like, I'd rather you have a uh, have processed hair and an unprocessed mind mm. than a processed mind and unprocessed hair. Wow. So, Deep. you know, leave it to her to just leave drop it, to Miss it on Bundu. you. Oh, my <laughs> right. God. That's amazing. Because it's like, she's so iconic, and she uh, has always experimented and done all these things. Yes. What we're going to say she wasn't, she's not natural. Right. Like, what do you even think? It doesn't I know. make any sense. It is. That is crazy. <laughs> I have my final question for you. It's a question that I ask every single guest. I'm very curious for your answer. Mm-hmm. When do you feel the most beautiful? Oh, man. That's such a hard question. Matt. Everyone says that, by the way. Don't feel it. Everyone's like, whoa. Oh, when do you feel the most beautiful? Hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to think what, of what, a time. So, like, <laughs> what's interesting is responses have varied to like when my face is fully beat and my hair is done and I have on high heels to when I've just left a workout and I'm sweating and I like go home and shower and I put coconut oil on after this like the responses range so much but like everyone has that like moment that vibe where they feel their most beautiful yeah I feel like you know I've found over the years like I've definitely gone through the phases of just doing, you know, the push-ups and the this and the that, yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. But I think I feel most beautiful when I feel comfortable. Yes. Like, I've gone from, like, wanting to look, like, in the perfect outfit with mm-hmm. the thing to, like, do I like when I sit down in it? Do I feel yes. good? Like, yeah. is there a bulge? Does yeah. that make me feel insecure? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, those yeah. things. Like, I'm not I'm not so much into, like, trying new hairstyles or trying new yeah. makeup or lashes yeah. or crazy stuff yeah. unnecessarily. I think... When I feel like me, mm-hmm. you know, of course, with a little bit of me, yes. with a with yes. a little bit of extra, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> like yes, I'm definitely into makeup. I definitely like a little brow and some, yeah. Yeah. some eyeliner and mascara and nice lip pop. But I think you know that with like a nice, just an outfit that I feel like me in. Yes, it's usually flowing. In. It's usually soft fabric. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of like either a, a, a jumpsuit oh, situation I, I or like a, good a dress that just goes yes. on and I can just put some earrings on. Like, yes. that's like nice when I feel, dress. yeah, yeah, like a sundress or whatever. Flats? I love flats yeah. in New York for sure. Yeah. I had, I was a heel girl. I love heels. Yeah. I love how they look. They're, They're fly, so painful. They but hurt. here, yeah, no, not if you, not if you <laughs> want to really so have much. fun. Like if you really want to like enjoy yourself, yeah. it's hard. Because it's just like, I don't want to be the my feet hurt girl. I know. Like, oh, my feet hurt. Uh. Yeah. And you can but pretend here, like you're not that girl, but like, right. if you got heels, like, you know. Right. Yeah. And someone told me when I first moved to New York, like, 
if your feet hurt even a little bit when you're leaving the house, it's only going to get worse. So just only don't even try it. Yeah. So at least, at the very least, take flats and switch. <laughs> yes. Okay. I love that answer. I love that. So thank you so much for coming to do to do the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, where can people, like, stay in touch? Obviously, Crown Magazine, like, you guys are on all the social platforms. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. should get a copy of the magazine. Because I think, personally, it will be a collector's item. I think it's something that people should save. I'm certainly saving my copy. Um, so. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's like, it's an important, like, you know, historical artifact of our time. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the only thing of its kind, right? Mm. There is, there's, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there creating images similar-ish, but not to the degree and, like, the level of care and thoughtfulness that you and your team have put into Crown. So well, thank you. I would really, encourage really everyone to get that. a copy. And then where yeah. can people... Um, keep, in touch. keep in touch. You can go to crownmag.com and sign up for our emails. It's yes. C-R-W-N. Yes, I'll put M-A-G. all of the links in oh, the yeah. show notes as well. <laughs> no, but yes, tell no me. No O, because everyone, I'll say it. No, oh, right. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, it com- comes to mind first. Um, crownmag.com, crownmag.com slash shop. You can order or pre-order future issues. Oh, um, and then, yeah, we're at crownmag on Everything. Twitter, Pinterest, yeah. Instagram, Amazing. Facebook, all of the other. Amazing. Well, thank you, Lindsay. Thank I look you. forward to continuing the discussion. You'll have to yes. come back, and I feel like Any we could have talked for another, I know. another hour. <laughs> All right. Thank Thanks you guys for, for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.